following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and great to be back with you again uh, for no- another uh, another episode of the Business Elevation Show. Um, lots of uh, great value from last week's show. I love talking with Phil Calvert. Uh, every time I speak to Phil, I learn something new. Uh, we talked to him about LinkedIn. We talked about social media. And I will certainly be checking out things like Boom Boom and the other services that he recommended. And we've already started to look at uh, taking some of Phil's principles and updating our own LinkedIn profile. So would strongly recommend if you've not taken the opportunity, do go and check that recording out. So how confident are you on camera? Now, smartphones and webcams today, they enable anyone to connect face-to-face across the world for business and personal uh, promotion. Uh, So often now you may go to airports, you may go uh, around your cities and towns and you see people there uh, filming themselves, chatting um, uh, straight into their phones to um, various audiences around the world that they have developed. But how well do you personally present yourself on screen? During this interview, I'll be talking to Lottie Hearn about overcoming your fears, learning what works for you, and how to get your message across with confidence, with credibility, and with charisma. For any of us who look out there at YouTube and we look at the various different things that people have put out there, you know, sometimes uh, they look pretty terrible, whereas others look much more professional and engaging. So whether you're the expert in your field, the face of your team, or you're attending an online interview, uh, I think today you're going to find this interview with Lottie really, really helpful. Uh, Lottie Hearn is the confidence on camera coach. She loves helping people to be the best presenter that they can be. Uh, I've seen Lottie present uh, to an audience and really, really engage them with her, her personality and her experience because she spent 25 years working with small, medium and multinational companies in the UK, Hong Kong, Australasia and now Ireland. Her background uh, comes from stage and TV and radio. Uh, she's also a professional speaker. And this led her to develop her coaching expertise and her passion for training. Uh, She's a unique presenter. Her programs have been watched by thousands of uh, presenters, and they've empowered them to be be more engaging on screen. Uh, She's the author of Confidence on Camera, Seven Steps to Present Your Power on Any Size Screen. So a huge welcome to Lottie Hearn from Ireland. Hello, Chris, and thank you so much for that fabulous build-up. It's wonderful. (laughs) Very welcome. So you're based on an island, aren't you, at the moment? Yes, I'm actually sitting here at, uh, as we say in Ireland, it's four o'clock on a Friday afternoon, which is beer o'clock, Guinness o'clock. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but I thought, what, what a ni- nicer way to spend the end of a Friday afternoon after a, a long week of being on holiday and getting back into work again than with the wonderful Chris Cooper. And really, and Voice America. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, uh, when you say beer o'clock and island, you must be in Dublin. I am in Dublin, indeed. I've been I've been here in Dublin uh, since two thousand and four, when I was dragged off the beach from Australia and dragged over to Ireland. Um, but I've made it a fabulous home ever since. Love love being here in Dublin. Great people, great place. It's a great great place. I was very pleased. I think it was last year to find myself doing some uh, client work and getting paid to go to Dublin and getting paid to go around the uh, Guinness uh, exhibitions there at the the factory, which I thought was fantastic. For oh, me. now that's a sneaky one, Chris, being paid to drink Guinness. It was incredible. Around the factory. Oh, good score. I had to go to a whiskey distiller. I had to go to oh. Guinness and after as well. It got worse. 
<laughs> now that would have been my cup of tea there as well having been I was a Johnny Walker brand ambassador in in Australia that's one of the best speaking gigs I've ever had I loved it teaching people how to taste whiskey I, I oh gosh I bet be fantastic. <laughs> I actually one of the things I remember which you, you you'll know about is I thought was fascinating was seeing the end of of whiskey barrels and they, they they had glass in the end, so you could see, uh, you know, a one year, a a five year, a ten year, a twenty year sort of malt whiskey, and seeing how the the level dropped and that yeah that, that gap being the angels the cup, angels which, yeah the angels tears where they call it in Scotland <laughs> and the angels angel share or the angels cut as well yeah but it's it's lovely you you would have also seen that how the whiskey changes color as well as it takes mm-hmm. on the color from the sherry barrels or the bourbon barrels and it gets richer and deeper in color hey God we we're going into a whole different whole different ball game here than you yeah. thought in the first place Chris yeah <laughs> yeah we are well let's um let's just what what first in your background Lottie you you know you've been uh, out there 25 years working with small, medium, large companies. But before that, was there something that inspired you to get interested in the camera? Yeah, well, I, I, I started as a drama queen. And as I often say on stage, mm. once a drama queen, always a drama queen. <laughs> no, I, I, was, I was lucky enough to, um, I've, I've always been into, into performance since I, since I was a wee, since I was a wee bairn. Uh, and I actually studied drama at Loughborough University in the Midlands, so you're part ah, of the world. Close, yeah. um, and um, but yeah, very, very nearby where you are. And uh, fantastic drama department that they had that they had there. And it was funny. One of the things I also went to a fantastic boarding school uh, called Christ Hospital, um, which used to be just north of Hartford. And all of my friends at both university and at school had said to me, I'd always said, I'm going to hit the West End stage and be a fabulous actress, darling. And um, then when I was, I was performing, after I left university, I went over to New Zealand for a year to visit my, my, my dad and my stepmom and my little sister and kind of ended up staying that side of the world because then I got involved in, I performed in a show touring around New Zealand, went to Australia, performed over there, then ended up with a man, of course, um, going to Hong Kong. And that's where there I fell in from teaching English through drama, uh, acting on stage there as well, and fell into TV presenting and ended up as Hong Kong's Philip Schofield. Ah. who you might remember from your generation and my generation was the kids TV uh, presenter with all the little, all the shows. And so it was all the continuity presenting between shows. And I've just got a letter from Chris and it's Chris's birthday. So happy birthday, Chris, and here's Scooby-Doo for you. All all of that crazy stuff. So that's how I fell into it. And and all of my mates said, Lottie, that's what you'd always said since you were little that you wanted to do. And finally you're on television. And... uh, but but love so as I said that's why I always say once a drama queen always a drama queen really. So so why are you in Ireland and why are you now sort of doing work confidence on camera rather than uh-huh. being or being entertaining uh, millions of children over there. Yeah, from, from, from doing well. The, the, I suppose there were millions of children because it was going into China as well at the time. Mm. <laughs> um, there were six million people in Hong Kong at the time. This is back in the 90s. Um, yeah, well, when, when left there, went down to Australia and my performance agent, my TV agent and acting agent down there, um, with this English accent arriving in Hong, in, from Hong Kong to Australia, to Sydney in the late 1990s, People were saying, sorry, mate, we only want Aussie accents on TV. And I couldn't do an Aussie accent. And, of course, when you live in a place, you don't dare do their accent because it's never as good. <laughs> like, I, I, I could do my American accent outside America, but if I lived there, I'd find it really hard to do mm. <laughs> without lots of voice coaching. So I literally, I fell into, my agent had um, uh, a short TV presenter training course. So she said to me, do you want to come in with me and we'll join, do the training with me and help me develop that. So we did that and on and off over the next number of years, I was working with her, then going off and doing different things. I actually got qualified as a trainer, as a corporate presentation trainer. Um, but I kept always going back to, uh, to Sharon at TV Pro Global to train TV presenters. And they were business people. They were speakers like yourself, like myself, um, sports people, world champions, teenagers, every walk of life, every industry and business, we had people coming through the door who all wanted to be TV presenters. Uh, And 
I don't know whether that was ever a dream of yourself, Chris. I, uh, I'm trying to think. I think I probably picked this up a little bit later on in life, really. You know, I absolutely love, love doing this, but I'd, I'd love to get involved in that sort of thing, but never really, never really found myself with the opportunity. But I did have somebody a little bit like you in my, my family. I, I actually interviewed on my show, Debbie McAndrew, who was in Coronation Street for about seven oh, wow. years. And uh, I, I always remember going to her house as a child, and you know, her and her two sisters were completely, completely bonkers, uh, for, and uh, trying to get me to dress up and do plays for parents and things like that. I think that put me <laughs> off at the time. But um, uh, we, you, you, sh- you should have been at boarding school. You see, at boarding school, that's all we ever do is put on plays because there's there's nothing to do apart from doing your homework. So we used to watch watch kids TV and the one hour a day that we were allowed to, and then we'd have to do our own shows and our own plays. So it all kind of, I suppose, it all stems from back then, really. Um, and and it's it's just one of those things that once you get the the bug for it, you you either make the choice. It's a bit like professional speaking. You either make the choice that this is the way in which you're going to do it, um, but you've got to grab every single opportunity that you can. But then you find, I don't know whether you found for yourself, Chris, you kind of, you put the feelers out in different places. And then as you grow and develop your own style and your own business, you find the things that work for you and the things that work for your audiences. And that's very true. Yeah, yeah. very true. I was oh, going to... I thought, I thought, I thought yes, this was coming from you there. <laughs> one of the things that sort of, you know, coming to me, you know, you... you saying you were doing this when you were at boarding school and I was remembering you know my lack of confidence with uh, with my cousins up in Leeds when they were asking me to perform for them because I hadn't really been around that kind of uh, environment is, you know, is that why some people are, are more happy and feel more comfortable speaking in front of a camera than others is it about conditioning when you were younger or is it does everybody feel like that well, no, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm actually the weirdo around here. It's mo- most normal people do not like looking at a camera. Um, I was actually doing my, I have a weekly video blab, the Friday video blab that I do at 1.30 UK time. So that's 8.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time in the States. Um, and I, was, I, I had an old friend of mine from university who's actually with me here now. And we were chatting about she's very introverted. She is a professional speaker. She speaks all over Asia. She's a very high flyer in the Asia region in her industry. And she's very happy speaking. But she was like, oh, I, I just hate having to get on the camera mm-hmm. and because she hates her voice. So, yes. again, with radio, you'd know all about this one as well. So we were explaining how your voice changes when it goes through a machine because we lose 60% of how we hear our voice echoing around all the fluids and all the hollows in our body. So on radio, you have to put that extra bit of vocal variety and fun into your voice and learning to talk with a smile. Um, So all of these kind of little bits of knowledge and skills that you learn through being a performer... I think I wouldn't be where I was today if obviously I hadn't gone to university and studied drama because people always talk about the 10,000 hours of practice. Um, so I've, I've kind of, the way when I coach people today with confidence on camera and talking about how to use your voice or how to, how to actually connect through the camera lens, but I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more in a minute. Um, the, the, main, the main thing that, um, that, that people need to realise is that until you actually have a go, you're never going to know. Mm. So I always say to people, I'm happy to get on camera and make a complete fool of myself because I'm happy to make the mistakes and show you, have a laugh at myself and make the mistakes so you don't have to. And do, you, do you find, Lottie, that there's any sort of geographical differences? Obviously, you know, I think American People are probably on, on the whole known to be a, that little bit more extroverted, yeah. perhaps, and you know a bit more comfortable with go getters. Yeah, go getters, and a bit more comfortable with the you know really energising communication. Whereas we tend to be in the UK, just a little bit more uh, grounded, maybe in terms of our communication style. <laughs> now like that's it. the politest <laughs> way I've heard put it for a long time, Chris. <laughs> Have you noticed that? <laughs> um, I, I think, again, like it, it was actually something that you said a moment ago about the, the generations as well. Um, yes, there is, a, there is a 
variety like in in the asian world there's there's much more of a you'd be slightly calmer you wouldn't necessarily go quite so extroverted um because of the there are cultural differences very much so but i think with the global connections that are happening with the likes hello we're on voice america business channel right now you're in the uk i'm in ireland uh people are listening can be listening from all over the world and what online video how youtube started how it's grown and now we have so many different tools to share online video and that used to be the preserve of big business only who had the funds and the budget to do it. But now we can all get in here and create our own business show on YouTube, create blabs, um, live stream on Periscope or Instagram, uh, Vine videos. There's so many different ways that I think what's happening with the younger generation is that it's becoming more multicultural and accepted and acceptable outside, obviously, the online bullying side of things, but that's a whole other ballgame we're not going to get into. Um, but when you're talking about young people doing business videos, I think it's becoming much closer culturally and much more accepting. And for me, that's a really positive spin and a positive way and reason to be using radio and video for uh, promoting your business. So is that why you'd say, you know, today... We've just got a couple of minutes before commercial break, by the way. Would you say that actually being on screen today is something that's, you know, becoming maybe essential for business people? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like there are stats. If you go and Google stats online at the moment, um, HubSpot's stat that by 2017, 70% of consumer traffic will be via video. Wow. And that 75% of business execs watch work-related video weekly. Wow. And when you kind of think of that, three quarters of business executives are watching work videos, and these are HubSpot stats, you kind of go, oh, if I'm not using video in some kind of way, I'm going to be missing out in my business. But then you need to identify for yourself what kind of video is going to work for you. That's incredible. Do you know, do you know about audios, what the percentages are there? I'm, no, I, I'm not sure about the audio because obviously I, I kind of mm. work on the on the video side of things. Now, Chris, that's going to be your research to find well, out. I think it is. I think that's why. <laughs> I just really thought that when I said that, I thought it, I should be able to say it's about that off. But I but go I go and check. Go and check. Hub, HubSpot is a fantastic place to to find the news about audio video. Um, there's a great. They have a great annual report, the Uyala annual report as well. That's brilliant um, to get stats that you can share with people. But we, we all know we should be doing video, but it's an absolute minefield. There's promo videos, sales videos, testimonials, videos, vlogs, V-mail, virtual meetings, live streams. Ugh, blah, as I said, Blab, Snapchat, Periscopes, live Facebook live video now as well, that we can do our social media immediate connections with our whole Facebook clan and Facebook tribe. But you need to know not only what works for you, but what is going to connect with your viewers not audience anymore because they're one-to-one viewers your business market fantastic well it's a perfect moment to stop and go into commercial break and after the break we'll start to uh, sort of move into sort of understanding maybe a few of those terms and some of the basic equipment we need but also how we start to really use the camera and that's what i want to talk to you about and do it really really effectively so be back with you again in just a couple of minutes When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. 
Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Lottie Hearn. Uh, we're talking about confidence on camera. And uh, Lottie, I want to start off now by just understanding the basic equipment that we need to uh, to start to uh, video and obviously become more confident with our cameras. But what do we need? What's the what's the basic must-have equipment to get cracking? Well, the basic must-have equipment to get cracking these days is actually more than likely in your pocket. <laughs> if you if you have a smartphone, Chris, yeah. Well, absolutely. Looking at my right now, all <laughs> Look, at the moment. Picking, he says, picking, picking up his picking up his iPhone. iPhone Where the, hand right now. Yep, I've, in your hands. The the quality now. I've actually just got a new iPhone 6s recently myself, and a friend of mine's got a Samsung, the latest Samsung Galaxy. The work that everybody has been doing to create brilliant cameras and the audio recording in the smart today's smartphones the 2016 smartphones which are going to only get better and better and better by the way um we've got um the top quality video vision through our smartphones so actually these days what you have to decide is what budget do you want to spend on your video and what level of video do you want to be producing now, I would always say to people, you have the choice to GoPro or DIY. Mm. And, and you probably think for yourself, Chris, if, if I say to you pro video versus DIY video, what's your natural perception there? Well, I think, I think today, if I'm honest, probably DIY. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but historically... I think I would have been expecting to go pro in terms of a business, but I think uh, I look at some of the things people do now. Yeah, if 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 I say to you, "Oh, this video was pro," or "This video was made DIY," what would your natural perception be? Would it be, "Oh, pro's better," "Oh, no, DIY," if it's a business video? I think probably you'd, you'd say that pro was, you know, with a professional cameraman and that sort of thing, was was the norm. Right. Okay. Now, th- this is this is where individual people, like if you're a small business person or an entrepreneur on your own or you're a, you're a startup, then you need to decide for yourself what is your video for. We already said before the break, you need to know why you're doing it and who it's for, and what what you're doing with your video, why you're doing them for yourself. But most of all, ultimately, every single one of us in business needs to realize that in the end. The video is not for you. It has to be for the viewer on the other side. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah. And the reason behind that is, yes, of course, you're making a video and you're investing and you're putting budget in because you want to call, you have a call to action. You want them to do something. What are you going to do as a result of watching? Or so what are they going to do as a result of watching you? So you always have to have your call to action at the end. But ultimately, you need to be able to be serving them, helping them, guiding them, sharing something with them that's going to make their life better, richer, easier, more comfortable, more fun, whatever it is that your business is going to do for them. 
So with that, if you're going to go pro, yes, there are certain videos that you should invest in either filming with a professional film equipment, buying a video camera. If you're a trainer, you're obviously going to have a video camera because you're, you're going to be using that with your training more than likely. But sales videos or promo videos, yeah, those are the ones, if you have the budget, that I would say go for those as with a pro recording. But also make sure that um, they're not all the same style with one video production company because these days it is, as you said, it's all about the variety. So your smartphone in your pocket, because we can so quickly pull it out, you can film straight away with that. If it's a social media video blog, your vlog, or a video email, your Vmail, a virtual, virtual Facebook live stream, you can do that easily on your smartphone from your pocket. Two pieces of equipment that I would add to that would be if you're filming yourself on your own, tripod. Get yourself a tripod and they are very cheap. From You can buy those online or pick them up in one of your local stores and get yourself a microphone. Ideally, get a microphone with a long cable, like a six meter um, or six foot cable, a uh, 12 foot cable um, that, that's, that actually allows you to be more than three feet away from or just a, a handheld away from the camera. Because then, then you can mount it on a tripod, you can move around, you can move backwards, walk towards the camera, and it looks like you've got a professional camera person there. Yes. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Right. So, so it might be with something that we want to be uh, very sort of professional and very enduring, like maybe a speech or a, a conference event. Yes. Uh, that we that would go we go professional with that. So maybe yeah. you know maybe an, an ad, advert for our company or an explanation of our company that we want to, want to look impressive. But yeah, perhaps it perhaps is the opportunity with the DIY more to more to be doing kind of frequent social media, keeping people up to date. Yeah, um, it's people engaged and entertained. They're your, they're your community, your tribe building yeah. videos, your social media videos. And, and it's the connections. It's making your connection point. I mean, more and more, all the online, um, all the online advisors, all the gurus are saying it's those connection points. There's actually now up to 15 connection points we need to make that people are talking about now. And if you do those all with video, but different videos, make sure that it's not always the same when you can it's it's people like variety it's the spice of life after all uh, and the more fun that you can have when you do it the more fun people are going to have when they're watching you so uh obviously as a professional speaker it's really hard to diy um now you've seen me on stage where i actually start my talk off with a selfie stick and my my smartphone on the end of it walking on stage recording the recording watching a recording of me talking to myself on stage and recording the audience. Now, that, that takes a little bit of practice and skill to know how to do that. So those are the times when, yes, um, if you're doing a gig and you know that your booker has a video recording, write into your contract or organize with them that part of the deal is that you're going to get a copy of the video and that you can use it. But of course, you will do so in return for promoting that event for them. Yeah. So there are ways and means that you can actually get a professional production video without having to spend a fortune because you, some people say $500, 500 pounds, that's going to be a DIY style, small production company. You're really looking at a thousand, 1500 or over to get a really good quality promo video. Yeah. And that includes editing, does it? Yes, that would include all the editing, yeah. yeah. Because what, what a lot of people actually don't realize is if you, if you do want to spend the time, but it is hours, is that for every hour of video that you're recording, the editing takes two to three times longer. So most of the costs that you are investing in getting your professional production is actually the cleverness and their knowledge and skill in editing, so if you go wrong somewhere or it all messes up somewhere or something happens, the edit can happen in there. What I always love, though, and coach people and push people and encourage and instill in people is that actually, you know what, when it goes wrong, what do we love watching? Bloopers. Yes. <laughs> so actually, if it all goes wrong, just keep on going, but have a laugh. 
There's no ego in professional speaking when you're on stage because anything can happen at any moment. But even more so when you're on camera, leave your ego at home because there's no room for ego. If you can't laugh at yourself, please don't bother picking up your camera in the first place. <laughs> Is that part of the, the mindset that we need to have to yeah. get ourselves in the right place to... Yeah, very much so. Actually, that that links on very nicely. Thank you very much for that, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it, it is really, uh, you have to, the, the only reason you're doing videos is because you have a business that helps other people. Well, basically, that's the reason we're in business. We help other people with our businesses. So getting into that mindset, first thing you need to think of, as I said before the break, you are there making this video Yes, you want something from it yourself, but ultimately it's all about the viewer. Why should they bother to spend their time watching you? You need to know that answer. You need to help them. You need to make them want to like you. And um, if, if you, you know Amy Cuddy with her work with um, power posing back in 2012, Chris? No. Yep. Oh, Oh, Amy, go go and check out Amy Cuddy's power posing. It's like it's something that we used to use on stage. Like I've I've known about it for years and years with my drama background. But basically, it's the performance background of how if you stand in a certain way, you can actually convince your brain that this is how you feel. And it's it's basically by standing in a powerful pose, okay, you yes. feel more powerful for yeah. three minutes. You feel more powerful. If you pick up your camera or pick up your phone with a mindset of Oh my god! Oh my god! I've got to remember. What have I got to remember? Uh, um, I've got to remember this point and this point and this point. And I, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, it's not going to work because all people are going to see at the other end is someone trying desperately to remember what it was that they wanted to say. Whereas what I coach people to do when we start working on how to script pieces is that. When you have the mindset that you're here, who are you here for? I'm not here for me. I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to have fun with you. Then it makes you far more likable because Amy Cuddy's new book um, on persuasion is all about how presenters and audiences, if you're a presenter, Chris, do you want your audience to respect you first or to like you first? So respect what you're talking about and learn that way or like what you're talking about. I, like, think, I think probably there's a little bit of respect to the outset. Okay. But if you're in an audience watching a speaker, do you want to like them first or respect them first? I suppose I was thinking about the sequence of, uh, you know, somebody introducing you. So, you know, someone introduces you and maybe before you even come on the stage, they're maybe talking a little bit about your bio. So there's a, and they've already seen that in advance. So there's maybe a little bit of respect that you're going to be okay. But then the key thing I think is that you, you come on and you're likable. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting. You've spun that there brilliantly, Chris, because I, I was talking about when you're right there in the spot, in the moment, speakers say that they want the audience to respect them. A lot of speakers do, but actually every person in the audience will turn around and say, we want them to like, we want to like the speaker first. Yeah. Then, once we like them, then we will trust them and respect them. Um, and then we're probably going to do what they want us to do. Mm. But it all starts. It's like walking into a room or walking into, walking into a local cafe or your local bar and meeting your friends or, or going networking. Everybody has that fear of, oh, my God, what happens if people don't like me? Mm. You don't walk into a networking event going, oh, what happens if people don't respect me? <laughs> <laughs> we, we all we crave the the greatest human desire is uh, is acceptance, and the greatest human fear is rejection, and those have been historical stats since since they started studying them back in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've had a little bit of amusing thing this week with a, a client asked me to speak on a Saturday, and the oh. event the event is actually when it's the first game of the the Premier League football season, it's Leicester oh, versus no. Arsenal. Oh, Chris! I just got my new season tickets. Your team! And I promised my, kid, I promised my, my son and, uh, and a, a client I was going to go. So I said to them, I'll only, only do, it. I'll do it under two conditions. The first one is, um, could we make the time so that, it, that I, I go on stage after the game finishes so I can walk to it? <laughs> and, uh, and also, I hope you don't mind if I'm in a Leicester. <laughs> if I can't get changed, I'm in Leicester. 
Brought the whole top. So that's to that. But, um, that's brilliant. Uh, there's a point in time where I just wouldn't have had the confidence to even ask that for that. <laughs> but I think people might like me for it. Maybe. Oh, I, I think I think people will love you for that, especially when you walk on stage saying, um, "Look, uh, it's it's Saturday. They might not be in suits anyway." But when you walk on stage, just say, "I've just come from the football, and my team won. <laughs> well, it's, we're going to have a great session here now." Yeah. <laughs> know that it's going to be a brilliant session, and you're going to at the end of the day, you're going to totally energize everybody. And and that's that's what people want is people want to know that they are allowed to like you and that you're going to take them on a journey that's going to be great for them because you're enthusiastic, you're passionate. The fact that you're the expert in your field and that you are the right person to be talking here, start thinking that that's a given. Boost your own confidence. You would not be in business. You would not be in your own business, definitely. You wouldn't be asked to speak. You would not be here at this time, at this point, that you are making this video right here, right now, unless you were an expert in your field. Yeah? Absolutely. So we've got, we've got about three minutes. Lecture. We go to a break. So I'm, I, want to, okay. I want to move on to the three Vs, which is something that features quite heavily in your book. Yes. Tell, what are yes, they? Well, the three, the three Vs, what I break, once you've got your mindset set and you've shifted your mindset, you need to be seen on screen so that people like, know, and trust you. So the three Vs to get that simple confidence on camera, if you break down what happens on screen when people are watching you, it's broken into the three key, three key Vs, the three key areas that people see you, hear you, and hear what you say. So most people start with what they say, but actually, what, what, what medium is video, Chris? Would you say it's visual, vocal, or verbal? I would say it's, uh, well, I think, I think the video itself, it's, the first thing is visual, isn't it? Yes, it's a, it's a visual medium. Television, video is a visual medium. So that's the first thing that's gonna have the biggest impact. So the three Vs are the visual impact, this is the things that the things that people see on screen and it is the biggest impact and what you're looking for there is you need to know what works for you on screen and what distracts because there's no rights or wrongs because everybody is different and everybody is going to do something slightly different everybody gets irritated by some things other people don't get irritated by those things so you need to know what the overall works for you and what if you've got a hand movement or in your voice that can be very distracting? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like. Mm. So there's various different ways. And that links on to then the second V is the vocal impact. Vocal variety holds people's interest. If you stare at, your voice will be flat. If you connect through the camera, connect through, I'm talking to you. So think that you're talking to somebody and think that you're telling a story and enjoying yourself. Then the third V, so we've done the visual, the vocal, the third V is normally where people start. It's the verbal impact. It's your scripts. It's what you say. Biggest thing with the verbal impact is that you say, speak what you say, not what you read. Don't write a whole big script and then simply say it out loud. Make it easy for yourself. Talk in language that you would use day to day, not in big highfalutin, in massive words. And see, I can't even think of them now because I'm so used to just using simple language when I'm on screen. So those are your three Vs, the visual, the vocal, and the verbal. Absolutely. And that's what makes the impact on screen. Fantastic. Well, perfect moment to move into the last commercial uh, break today and after the break we're going to sort of start to look at some of the you know, some more tips on um, words and things like that we might want to use on camera and uh, how we you know how open we should be in sharing our thoughts and feelings as some people get extremely open uh, with uh, with using a camera so we'll come back to, after the break and we'll find out a bit more about all of those key elements so do join us in just a couple of minutes <laughs> From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? 
Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need, exactly when you need it, so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Lottie Hearn. Uh, Lottie, we were chatting in the break and we were chatting about kind of what works and doesn't on camera. And one of the things that came to my mind actually is that sometimes I've had guests on the show who've asked me for feedback and on a couple of occasions, one of the things I've noticed in their communications and how can I come better, be better on radio is they tended to earn a lot. And it was something many, many years ago in my early career when I first started presenting, I got some feedback uh, that um, I earned a lot as well. So I'm very, very <laughs> conscious of it. And I still do it sometimes. However, I try and keep it to a real minimum. What have you found can you know, add or distract on camera? Again, as, as I said be- just before the break, and, and we were chatting about, you need to know for yourself, first of all, what works and, and see for yourself because most of us will immediately look at ourselves on screen. And by the way, yes, you do have to watch yourself on camera and play back the, the, when you first start off. Play back the video over and over and over again. When I actually do my assessments where a lot of people start with with coaching with me is is um to do a very simple presenter assessment and I look at the three V's the visual impact the vocal impact the verbal impact uh, and I that's where I identify the habits that people have now doing something like um 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 yeah it can be very irritating and and there some some people can have hundreds and hundreds of them are you were telling me a story about uh, about doing the story you were saying, Chris, about the how many how many ums did you take out of the the transcript? Oh yeah, there was there was somebody I was working with who I, I interviewed for for an hour, and one of the bits of feedback I gave to her was that there was a you know did you did you realise how frequently you um and she said oh, I don't think I do that very much, and I said well when when I did the transcript for our show i took out 136 erms out of the transcript now uh, another of my my that's uh, more than two a minute another of my colleagues said to me he, he was on the show and i gave him I, I mentioned that to him as well and i said i'd had that experience and he was very embarrassed when he counted back and, and found he had did 138 <laughs> oh, no, one, one more i win <laughs> well i, I think once you identify, again, as you said, a lot of these people didn't realize they're even doing it. So, yes, while I want people on camera to keep the focus on what works for you because we too easily knock ourselves down. Now, most people, when they look back at themselves, they go, oh, my God, that's awful. Oh, uh, uh, yuck. Uh, that's terrible. Oh, how many ums am I doing? Uh, uh, uh. 
the way I work with people is you're not allowed to do that until you've found a minimum of three things that you really like about yourself. So you have to find three things that you like visually that work for you, three things that you like vocally that work for you, three things about your script, your storytelling ability that works for you. Only then are you, and again, this is all coming back to the mindset, Chris, only then are you allowed to start specifically in detail one by one, noticing, identifying, and finding a solution and a way to make that habit. Because it's not wrong. It's not wrong to do it. They're very natural. We all do them. But it's, if it's a repetitious habit, that's irritating. It might not irritate you, but it might irritate somebody else. So all we're trying to do is simply minimize the level of irritation and boost up the likability factor as I said before. So when you, would, would that kind of, that, that wording there, Chris, that way of thinking about it, does that kind of link back to the mindset? Can you see how that works then? Absolutely. You're keeping this positive flow. Yeah. Well, I think, I think yeah, it's a bit like the praise sandwich. Give yourself a little bit of praise at the outset and w- yeah. look, what, look what you're doing well because we're doing lots well, but there's always something that we can work on and improve on. We've got to kind of get that into perspective, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. And it is. It's all about the perception. Most people get on camera and they judge, 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 judge. And it's negativity, negativity. And you do have to put up with some horrible things on camera. When I I first put my YouTube videos up and one of the first comments came back was fat and ugly, I was kind of like, oh, my God. But, But then I have to go, whoa, hold on a second. That's one person's perception. They're allowed. They're allowed to judge me. I have to go, it's purely perception. They may be in a bad mood. It may be a troll who just wants to wind me up. Or actually, I feel very sorry for you. Because if you can't take the negative, then you don't deserve to take the praise either. Absolutely. I think sometimes with, you know, when you put yourself out there, you're going to get more feedback. And some of that might not be, you know, not, might not be great feedback. Yeah, it got, might not be what you want. No, it might not be what you want. And actually, you don't know what the the mental state of the person who's giving you that feedback. Exactly. And, and so like, if, if, if you're thinking about what, once, you've, once you have identified what your habits are through that feedback and do ask for people for positive feedback, say to people, can you tell me three things that you like and then can you tell me one or two things that, that you found distracting, whether that was a visual, a vocal or a verbal distraction. Now, something like um, 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 coming back to that, some people will say that's a vocal, vocal habit because it's a vocal tip vocal tick I should say excuse me there um I actually say using the um now I'm thinking about ums I'm saying um and this is what happens whatever you focus on that's what ends up happening so if you keep focusing on the fact that you're saying um 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 you will keep saying um 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 the simple solution to something like that as a verbal tick I call those the verbal ticks Mine used to be, it's like, it's like, I, I was 20, 20 something years old being down with the kids on kids TV. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like, woohoo. <laughs> and, and yet, hugely irritating, massively irritating. But remember, you can say, um, one time. Next time you can say, ah. Next time you can go, hmm. Next time you can pause, silence. It's never as long as you think it is. The main trick and the top tip I have that I I created while training TV presenters back in Australia is the three to seven second rule. And I worked this out through training the thousands of people over the years. You can do three repetition of any habit up to three times within three to seven seconds. After that, if you do it a fourth, fifth time, it starts to become a distraction. Not necessarily that people would, would notice but other people will. So notice for yourself, am I doing a hand movement more than three times? Is my hand shaking about too much? Am I staring and stock still, not moving on camera naturally? Three to seven seconds. And it's a constant three to seven second repeat. So as I said, variety holds the interest. So work on, keep focusing on what's working for you and learn to play. My company in Ireland is called Press Play Presentations for a reason, because most of us, as we grow up, have forgotten how to play. So I love to help people learn how to play on camera. 
Excellent. Well, you're not going to believe this. We've only got four or five minutes till oh, I need to wrap gosh. up the interview. Oh, so, so just um, want to move on a little bit and uh, apologize. If I'm slightly distracted, I've got a huge fly that keeps shooting around around my microphone. So oh, I got rid of mine earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Time of the year over it's here. It's summer. Oh, dear. It's, it's raining. It's raining. It's, uh, yeah. Welcome it's... to our summer, summer outside the world. <laughs> <laughs> How open should we be with our thoughts and feelings on camera? I think as open with that as you feel comfortable doing. Like there are some people who they're in the business, um, fantastic autism speaker on Blab, um, which is the, the the virtual tool that I was saying to you is, is a great community builder because you can have one, two, three or four people on screen from anywhere in the world at one time. Um, and one of the ladies there, she talks about autism. So she needs to tell her stories. Um, I've, I've in the past, I've told my stories about my cancer. But that was in that moment. Now I don't tend to talk about that so much. But the most important thing is whatever your emotion is that you're sharing, it needs to be real and true. Don't make it up because people hear it in your voice. If you're not feeling it for real, if you don't have a true emotional connection, people hear it, see it in a split second. And then their trust is gone. You have no credibility and you lose your confidence and you have no charisma. Everybody has charisma, by the way. We talked about the charisma at the beginning. Everybody has it. You simply have to find yours in your own way. If you've got friends, then you've got charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they haven't got charisma, and then you're sort of sticking together. <laughs> it, it, could be, it could be that. But no, we're, we're on the positive note here, Chris. Come on. <laughs> Getting into the weekend with positivity. <laughs> so you talked about Blab. You, you were all about these different tools. Are there any tools that we really need to be aware of? Um, I, I, think, I think the main thing to think about now is as, as long as you go and have a look at the different video tools that are out there. Um, I tell you, there's a great, there's a fantastic guy, Stephen Washer, um, who has Brainy Video. He's now, he's moved into, um, I can't remember the name of his new site, but brainyvideo.com, Steve Washer. He has a whole background, wealth of knowledge, um, fabulous. Uh, and he's a Hollywood uh, producer. And he has all of the production background and fantastic videos. And you see lots of fun, crazy things. And he does green screen. He does everything else. Now, a lot of what you look at, you see him doing, you go, yeah, you are a Hollywood producer and director. You can do that. I think look through the new tools. If you don't know where to start, start on something that is a live stream. Start with your friends. Start with a Facebook live video. All you have to do is have the guts, the room to, to actually do one. Once you've done your first, it's never as scary as you think they are. And, and simply keep doing them. Go and watch people on Blab. Go and watch people on Periscope, Snapchat. Go and watch virtual meetings. We've, I've got a virtual summit coming up in early July between the 4th to the, uh, I think, the 17th of July with Wendy Keir. So virtual summits virtualsummits.com, I think, or virtualsummits.co.uk. I'll find out for you. Um, and it's about virtual summits for business speaking online, 4th to the 21st of July, 2016. Look up for the hashtag speaking pro. Um, and people can see these are the different ways that different business people use video, um, use audio to promote what they do. But if you keep that focus that you're there to help your clients and that the bonus tip with whatever you're doing on camera even when it's serious business, not all business is serious. So please find the moments to smile because we hear it in your voice. And I loved a piece of radio research. 98 FM is one of our big radio stations here in Ireland and a report that they had into lying. And the quote was, not smiling is the biggest giveaway that you're not happy, you're not confident, and you're not truthful. Mm. So you, if that's a stat from their radio research into lying, look at it the other way. Be confident, be credible, be charismatic because that's who you are. Keep the focus on that. So, so you've got to smile. If you think that, hey, that's me, you've got to find, you've got to find the smile in there somewhere. We've got to, we've got to end now, actually. I think there's a great point that you, you know, just sort of 
stuck with me. You're talking about that virtual summit. I was on a virtual summit about a year ago. It was 30 global thought leaders in 15 days. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and it was an absolutely fantastic thing. And you know, the technology, and I was just at my office and did this, uh, this thing. But actually, that is becoming a more and more important tool. So actually, if you had the opportunity to practice being on camera and, and utilizing some of the skills that you've uh, you've talked about, Lottie, yeah. utilizing resources like uh, you know, your uh, your uh, confidence on camera uh, book and uh, and your services, then actually when those opportunities come to you, you're going to be much better place to uh, to do them well. Yeah, a great a great free free ones. Skype do video chats with people. Appear dot in a p p e a r dot in is a free room you can go and get a room and you can test your camera and test your sound and everything else that's for free so enjoy yourself learn how to play on camera remember your three v's to connect they connect you to me and that can help you you've got to empower yourself to have your own confidence on camera it can start with an assessment if you'd like it to as chris said yes please do get the book it's available on amazon.com in the states so i would love and and love to see your reviews there as well please would be super fantastic lottie it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and Thank you. Uh, i'd recommend go to confidence on on www.confidenceon.camera and yes. uh, find out more information uh, Purchase that book. Um, books are always a, a very, I find a very um, low cost way to access some of the thoughts of, of great people. And, uh, and lots of you, one well, of them. Chris, there's, there's lots of there's lots of free um, printout sheets, forty eight sheets to help you with your confidence on camera. All free on the website. You just have to sign up for the um, for the email list. Well done. On the next week's show, we have Mark Levy, and I, I'm really excited to well introduce uh, Mark to you. Mark has worked with some amazing people from um, from uh, the White House and. Uh, top people in Harvard Business University, top sporting people, some of the people that, that you've seen uh, perform at the highest level on TED, uh, and he's been uh, helping them with how to help them position themselves uh, to enable themselves to generate uh, thousands upon thousands of dollars uh, based upon the clarity about who they are and, and what they do. So do join me. He's also a magician as well. He's, um, events have been put on at some of the most amazing places, uh, including Las Vegas, uh, yeah. magic shows based upon uh, his magic so he's going to be a really interesting show next week uh, Lottie loved having you on the show I hope you've enjoyed thank you Chris today. yeah it's been great fun and hello to everybody in America have a beautiful beautiful Voice America weekend thank you we thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show please join your host Chris Cooper again next Friday at 8am US Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more, achieve more. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Join Voice America as we broadcast live from Pitbull's 40th National Hard Money Conference in Las Vegas, Nevada. The broadcast will feature interviews of the speakers, presenters, and changemakers in the hard money real estate world. For more information about the Pitbull Conference, visit pitbullconference.com. This is a one-day event for real estate professionals spotlighting on private money financing. Join the Voice America live events team and tune in Thursday, June 2nd at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on our live events page at voiceamerica.com forward slash live events the voice america live events page is here now to showcase your corporate individual or organization's live event visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more whether it's a multi-day conference special speaker or single day event we've got everything to make your event a success we can do a few hours or a few days for more information about taking your event to the next level call jeff spinard at 480-294-6 
6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. We proudly support the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together to provide children with a healthier start in life. Visit marchofdimes.org. If the financial markets interest you, if you want to potentially earn a higher return, if you're not satisfied with your investment returns, or if you're only making 1% on your investments sitting in the bank, do you see the stock market hitting record highs but feel you have no one to trust? Voice America's own Jordan Kimmel, the host of Magnet Investing for over seven years, is applying his strategies of magnet investing and is managing individual accounts. Jordan Kimmel has joined InvestView, the Red Bank, New Jersey Investment Education and Asset Management Firm, and his team can help you. Contact Jordan and the team at InvestView at 